friends, you're listening to the Shattered Ceilings Podcast with your hosts Stephanie and Adriana. We're here to discuss the importance of mental health from the perspective of two first-generation immigrants. Join in weekly as we dive into important topics such as relationships, parenting, and cultural barriers. Here, we get real and candid as we explore what disrupting the status quo looks like for each of us. So we're going to transition into the second part of today's episode. Last week, we asked you as the viewers to send in questions that you would want answered by our guests today. So we are now going to read off the questions, set in, and have Andrea and Anka answer them to the best of their ability. Uh, The number one question we'll start with, why do some Christians tend to see struggling with mental health as not being a good Christian? Um, I would say, let me first say this, sometimes mental health struggles are spiritual struggles. Mm -hmm. So I think... They, they intertwine, and I think that's why it's, why it's hard, because it's like, okay, uh, if I struggle with mental health, it might mean I have spiritual, well, yeah, mm-hmm. it might. Or it might be that you're overly anxious and overly panicky because you're spending all your time watching social media right. and news and mm-hmm. all the unbelievable darkness that's in the world, and you're spending 90% of your time there and 10% in God's word, and you're starting to be anxious. And so, yeah, yeah. There, or, or you, you're not, imp- not that you're not, and you don't love God and trust him, but you're... You're, that's not reflected in your spiritual discipline and so mm-hmm. you're so yeah they're it, what's hard about this question is that they overlap it's right. like are all mental health struggles spiritual mm-hmm. let me put that out there and pause mm-hmm. there are there are people that believe that and i don't even know if i can say I don't believe or believe that i mm-hmm. I, I don't know i the, I can't tell if somebody's anxiety, how much is that rooted in the, the their spiritual warfare or mm-hmm. the enemies fighting against their peace. I can't I can't sit across from a client and, and have a paper to assess mm-hmm. that check. Yes, it's, it's, the, critical, it's Satan. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know that. But I mean, I certainly have a spiritual lens all the time that the, the enemy has come to kill, steal and destroy. Mm-hmm. So if I see a woman that's a mom and has a beautiful life, but she's feeling afraid all the time, I, mm-hmm. there's no doubt that the enemy is going to be is right. part of that. Like, mm-hmm. so things like that, I think that's what's hard. So anyway, mm-hmm. to answer the question on my part is I, I leave room for where in this mental health struggle is there spiritual things. But mm-hmm. I think why people, why people don't come to counseling is because of that part mm-hmm. because if it, it's spiritual then it must mean i'm not a good christian kind of going back to some mm-hmm. of the stuff we've already tossed out mm-hmm. i'm not trusting in the lord mm-hmm. uh, I, I some of the verses that came up for me is i mean again how much the bible talks about fear anxiety and worry mm-hmm. i just uh, uh, f- be anxious for nothing but in all things give thanks mm-hmm. fear not for i am god mm-hmm. uh cast your cares on the lord and i will give you rest mm-hmm. and i will sustain you he, the, he will never leave the righteous just mm-hmm. think of those words the lord is with me i will not be afraid what can man do to me the lord is with me he is my helper yes yeah if he's my helper why am i going to counselor so i think right. these, there's this dichotomy that if mm-hmm. i go to people and yet in the bible mm-hmm. we still confess our sins to others mm-hmm. we still go to our brother we still pray for why, why does the bible say pray for one another mm-hmm. weep with one another mm-hmm. right rejoice with one another why mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. if we don't need one another if, why because our struggles are, are meant mm-hmm. for community so mm-hmm. i'm kind of answering the question about why we yeah. shouldn't struggle with that but to answer the question on my end is mm-hmm. um i think a lot of it is because they overlap and it's like we we, we don't have a healthy view of we can struggle with mental health and still love God. Mm-hmm. And God has something to speak into that healing. But uh, that, And if he doesn't, it's not always because he's, we're not t- trusting in him. It's, it's like, um, no one made me think as I was driving here on this question. I was, 
if somebody has cancer, mm -hmm. you don't look at them and you're like, oh, God's going to heal you. Just trust him. Mm -hmm. I mean, can he? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Can he do it instantaneously? Yes. I've heard mm -hmm. stories of that, right? Does he always do it? No. Mm -hmm. Do we sometimes go get chemo? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do we do we do we condemn somebody because they're going to get chemotherapy? No. Yeah. And we pray and say, God, guide the hands of the uh, guide the hands of the op the surgeon. Guide the give them wisdom as they treat yeah. my child, as they treat my mother. Because it's physical. Right. Because mental. it's physical. We pray mm -hmm. for wisdom and skill. We trust the skill of that of doctor or a specialist mm -hmm. or orthopedic or whatever to mm -hmm. treat our family member to treat us. Mm -hmm. But it's in a similar way that we're trusting the Christian again, Christian mm -hmm. counselor, someone that loves the Lord, even a non-Christian counselor. Mm -hmm. That we're like, okay, maybe they're seeing somebody just to reduce anxiety, trusting that counselor at least to help reduce those symptoms. Mm -hmm. and, and then, you know, stuff, yeah. again, not that I'm encouraging non-Christian counseling for Christians. I do believe you should, that they they go together so much, the spiritual and the mental health, that mm -hmm. um, that they it should be a Christian counselor. Mm -hmm. But again, if sometimes people don't have access to a Christian counselor right. and they're having panic attacks, mm -hmm. can, can God not use a non-Christian client to teach this client just to ground themselves and, mm -hmm. and use their own prayer and... and mm -hmm. Of course, I see what you're saying, of course. Yeah. Do you think that uh, this question also maybe has to do with how the world paints psychology as a field as not really integrating Christianity into it sometimes? Well, I think because the field of psychology has become, it, it started out as a humanistic, yeah. a humanistic mm -hmm. scientific field. That's yes. my question, yeah. Right, clinical, uh, Freudian. Maybe I mean, that's if you're how familiar with some, know it yeah. as. Yes, yeah. a, lot of, mm -hmm. a lot of Freudian psychology, weird, mm -hmm. like uh, yeah. a, a very secular, non-Christian, yes, right. even atheist-like thinking mm -hmm. informed some of the tenets, mm -hmm. uh, foundations mm -hmm. of psychology. Okay. But praise God mm -hmm. that through yeah. it, how much it's evolved, I mean, mm -hmm. if you, how yeah. much even trauma has evolved to be able to talk about the tra trauma clinically mm -hmm. with the spiritual lens. Yes. Like, uh, those people didn't have the final word. The mm -hmm. people that created yes. some of the, the things that could be helpful, but not some things are not helpful. Yeah. They're foolish. Just as the medical world mm -hmm. has evolved too and yes. continues to evolve. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a great question. Okay. And to tie into that question, I was thinking about um, there are facets of. So, let me give an example. I was reading scripture, and scripture says to guard your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then I was, I was thinking, like in a clinical setting, we actually teach our clients yes. how to guard our thoughts. Wow, yes, that's it's cool. a cognitive yes. behavioral approach. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I look at scripture as this is the epitome of the wisdom. You want to understand yourself, get in scripture. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. God will yes. tell you how we that's are beautiful. made, how we are yep. wired, how we are formed, mm -hmm. what we need, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Why does God say be anxious for now? Well, because we're prone to anxiety. We're mm -hmm. prone to fearing. We're prone. Mm -hmm. When we look a lot in here, we look a lot out here and mm -hmm. the vertical is suffering, right? We're not, mm -hmm. in, we're not connected to the Lord. We're not rooted in scripture. We're not in community. We're not then all of a sudden something doesn't start functioning as it yeah. should. All of a mm -hmm. sudden we feel something's not feeling right. Mm -hmm. So I was so blessed by that when I was in my master's program and I realized, Lord, thank you mm -hmm. that you know, all, you know how we're wired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what our soul needs. You know what our mind needs. You know what our mm -hmm. heart needs. You know what our physical body needs. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about the example and I was kind of giggling about this yesterday about Elijah and scripture and how God says here, like eat and take and a nap, take a nap you know, yeah. and how God take care meets of us in our yeah. humanness yes. and tells us yeah. to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it may seem like a silly example, but I think there's something so relatable about that, mm -hmm. that God meets us right where we're at. Yeah. In, in every moment mm -hmm, of our life and, and our struggles different type of struggles yeah so then how can you how can spirituality and the mind not be 
together yeah. like yeah. when you think yeah. about it i don't think yeah. of it sep- i can't no. think of it separately no. like especially as being a christian thinking like that like how you said guard your thoughts the mind is a battlefield you know and then seeing that clinically is really cool so thanks for bringing that up so second question how do you deal with a spouse that's a narcissist oh my heart goes out to whoever's asking this question just off the bat um so narcissism uh is not a diagnosis that's so like easily diagnosed that Mm -hmm. you just okay here's a session you're diagnosed the pathology and the making of a narcissist uh is actually really heartbreaking Uh, And if I were to just summarize all of it, if I can use just a few words, it's, it's a child who has everything that they need, but emotionally and internally is abandoned, Mm -hmm. neglected. Yeah. And so I was thinking about, okay, what is a narcissist? So I'm going to give a little bit of a, a highlight on what, what is used to diagnose a narcissist. And then I'll tie into a little bit about what do you do if your spouse is a narcissist. So there's a few pillars, and I wrote them down because I wanted to be accurate. Um, Oftentimes, narcissists exhibit a lack of empathy. There's entitled, this grandiose thinking of self, uh, superficial. They don't regulate their emotions very well, uh, anger, and then also very sensitive. So you throw all of those together, uh, and it's somebody in relationship that will be really, really hard mm-hmm. to just be with. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes, they're very sensitive. The responses are very explosive. Mm-hmm. Almost like you have to walk on eggshells with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you do? Um, we were talking about this, too. And the first thing I can think of is boundaries, boundaries, and more boundaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what does that mean? For the spouse that's in relationships with somebody they suspect is narcissistic or exhibits uh, some of these narcissistic tendencies, um, boundaries. Mm-hmm. We, we, you cannot change. I cannot change people. I can counsel people. I can guide them. I can help share info, but I cannot change them. And mm-hmm. similar in the dynamic of being married to a narcissist, mm-hmm. you cannot change them, but you can change you. Hmm. And when you change, the tangle between the two of you changes. Wow. The dance between the two of you changes. Mm -hmm. The things you no longer tolerate that you did before changes. The dynamic Mm -hmm. of the nature Mm -hmm. uh, of the relationship. And um, the the hope then of, and I think there's there's more to this question, is that not that you can change the the narcissist, but that you can change you. Mm-hmm. And as you learn, uh, and even my recommendation is education, understanding. Mm-hmm. What what do these symptoms tell us about this person? Mm-hmm. What can I do to help uh, the dynamic, to help me in this dynamic? Because the person married to the narcissist is suffering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. And so how can I show up for myself in a different way? What can I do? Uh, my recommendation is to find support. Mm-hmm. Whether it's find a pastor find a clinician, find somebody that can walk this line with you and teach you what can I do? How can I show for myself so that this tangle can change Mm -hmm. for the person that's probably my best guess is suffering Mm -hmm. while they're asking this question and needing more info. Mm -hmm. So get connected to somebody that can help walk you through this. Mm -hmm. Um, I will touch on a sensitive part of narcissism and that is abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, I think become aware of what narcissism is based on what Andrea was saying. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Don't dismiss the characteristics because they'll get worse. Mm -hmm. Narcissists are the hardest clients to work with. That's what I wanted to Um, ask you. If if they come in your session, you'll see them maybe max two sessions. You're lucky if you get them in the second session. That's a good gauge to know if 
is the spouse and i i don't want to say he because a narcissist can be a female it they mm-hmm. it tends to be more in the in the male population statistically but it can be females mm-hmm. and like andrea was saying it is a defense mechanism against unbelievable childhood trauma and shame Mm -hmm. so it's almost like think of the bully on steroids Mm -hmm. like the bully that like he wants to be the bigger person the better person he wants to put you down to Mm -hmm. feel good about themselves right hurting people hurt people right well think Mm -hmm. of the narcissist pathology as like extreme like the idea if you think of relationships there's got to be flexibility sometimes i'm wrong and i have to admit it sometimes right there's this like Mm -hmm. a bit ebb and flow narcissists can do ebb and flow part Mm -hmm. of their so they become very entrenched in their things that they learn to do mm-hmm. to make themselves feel good about themselves whether that's grandiosity mm-hmm. uh, blame shifting it's always your fault mm-hmm. it's always you you're not doing enough your emotions that's not what you're feeling they mm-hmm. tell you what to feel yeah, what because there's yeah. this power and control and, and and all of that is part of that so i want to mm-hmm. say uh beware become aware of what it is and discern if it is abusive mm-hmm. um it is a fine line that probably can't be addressed on this podcast, yeah. but needs to be said. If not, go to a counselor, read and get informed. Because there's one thing yeah. to note, because the question said, how do I deal with a narcissist spouse? Mm-hmm. Please don't deal with a narcissist spouse that's abusing yeah. you yes. in yeah. a way by tolerating physical abuse, sexual mm-hmm. abuse, emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. That is not of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is not of the Lord. So taking up your cross... Mm-hmm. And seeing your husband abusing you or physically hurting you in any way, in any of those ways, or your children, Mm -hmm. and seeing that as a cross is not of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So I just, there's a lot to be said that I just need to say that. I Mm -hmm. find someone to get help with. There there is a way to hold that person accountable. And we always think of, oh, we don't divorce, or we don't Mm -hmm. leave our husbands. That's Mm -hmm. not what we're talking about on this podcast. Right. I'm talking about do not tolerate abuse. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Wow, you guys wrapped it up so well with that question. <laughs> That's a tough question, especially when you're married to one. Yeah. I dated one. Yeah. You can break that up. Yeah. When you're married to someone. It's like hard. And, brought it up. and when kids are involved, I have an acquaintance. acquaintance oh, when that, kids are involved, I, yeah. that's all. Yeah, yeah it's hard. My heart goes out to them. Um, you guys mentioned boundaries, and uh, I think that now seeing it, I have like a situation where somebody close to me just went through that in the last year with a narcissist spouse and the spouse cheated multiple times Mm. and was like abusive and they finally just had to put an end to it because it got to the point where they're they were in danger Mm -hmm. so those boundaries yeah like and it's hard to because it depends to how you grew up the other spouse uh had a lot of like trauma in their childhood so they had tendency to overlook a lot of stuff Mm -hmm. so they were kind of the perfect target Mm -hmm. so learning to do that and put boundaries up in adulthood it's so hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah and anyone listening to this that's not married and you don't want to marry a narcissist spouse Mm -hmm. be uh become healthy and work through your trauma because Mm -hmm. narcissists know who to attract they will not attract a secure woman that loves the lord that knows who she is Mm -hmm. right that can stand up for herself they will not draw to those women because they Mm -hmm. cannot control them so Mm -hmm. if you're that woman on this call that doesn't want to attract that kind of Mm-hmm. husband and even more motivation to become healthy self-aware yeah. forgot to heal any unresolved attachment mm-hmm. yeah. traumas because that's that's a huge correlation yes yeah. 
Totally. Yeah, and the the natural I think tangle between a narcissist is somebody who's really empathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and empathy is a great thing. And emotional. Yeah. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's an amazing thing. And we need boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Right. And that's where the boundaries components mm-hmm. come in. And so that's maybe just something to be mindful really of. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. you guys answered that perfectly. Yeah. I was curious. I, was <laughs> I have my own advice, but yes. hearing it from you too, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Or call, um, the, I just want to say, call a counselor or get referrals. Um, Hope Counseling Center, we, we can provide referrals, even people that specifically work with narcissism. Mm-hmm. There, there's great. people that are specialists. I in did not that, know that. Okay. That yes. that uh, there, it's great. a skill. Yeah. It is. Yes. Really. It is. Yep. Truly. And mm-hmm. I will say this: there are so many resources out there mm-hmm. on boundaries, on understanding narcissism. Mm-hmm. There's and books, podcasts, yeah. books. I mean, we have a wealth of, of yes. resources that and we're Christian, so happy to share. Christian themed mm-hmm. with yes. God's yeah. word, like that for people that. I really want that integrated for sure absolutely so next question they wrote i don't know if this is a controversial question but something i've wondered a lot is how do we determine if what you've gone through is actually trauma or not because that word gets thrown around a lot so much now and i don't think people really know what it is anymore mm-hmm. thank you there good yeah. question not a controversial question not at all. all i don't yeah. i don't that's a, it's good a question. great question mm-hmm. you want to do the- sure so I love this question because I love the trauma component. Um, a trauma occurs when something happens that overwhelms my ability to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Meaning what? That sent me into my fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Something happens, and we'll give an example shortly, that overwhelms my ability. I cannot tolerate it. It was too big for my internal world Mm -hmm. to handle what that was let me give you an example two people are driving in the car right uh same situation and let's say the driver accidentally wasn't paying attention and hit the car in front of them it wasn't a big deal everyone was fine the driver walks out the car thank god everything is okay everyone's good not a big deal the second person walks out the car and says that was the scariest thing i've ever gone through in my life i never want to be in a car ever again Mm mm-hmm yeah. One person, I mean, same situation. One person mm-hmm. walked out traumatized. The other one is like, that wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or so one s- walks out of the car, like a little bit sh- disheveled, but they kind of within 20, 30 minutes, which by the way, and a really healthy nervous system, when you, when a, a, something activates you above your threshold of normal mm-hmm. kind of coping, uh, it takes the, the nervous, a healthy nervous system. If it's allowed to, it takes about 30 minutes to come back mm-hmm. to be kind of a normal state again. I don't know if you guys know okay. that no, statistically, know. like That's you, cool. like you get rear-ended mm-hmm. and you have like your heart's racing yeah. and you're like clenching and you're like white and you, but then you assess the situation. You, we use the word orient, you orient your surroundings. Everyone's fine. No one's hurt. I'm not mm-hmm. bleeding. Okay. It's just mm-hmm. the bumper. Oh, whatever. Well, who cares about the bumper? I need a new car anyway, whatever. Mm-hmm. Within 30 minutes, you're back. Mm-hmm. So that's really important to know what, when a, a person that, that is really traumatized, that 30 minutes never comes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They almost get stuck yeah. somewhere wow. there along okay. that pendulum. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That was really good though. Yeah. And Comparison. then they get stuck in their fight or flight and all of a sudden they have panics, paranoia, severe anxiety. They have a hard time sleeping. Uh, they feel they like they carry the sense of something is not stabilizing internally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, and if that lasts for a while, what the nervous system might do is is all of a sudden now I feel numb. Now I feel like I don't feel anything anymore. Now Mm -hmm. I feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Now I have these depressive like symptoms that I just, I can't move forward. I don't know what it is. I have this Mm. emptiness and void within me. Um, And a trauma is not what happens to you. It's what happens in you Mm -hmm. based off of what happened to you. Mm -hmm. 
So it's it's the internal, your nervous system, your body will tell you mm -hmm. where the trauma is mm -hmm. and if that was a trauma or not, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yes. Does all trauma lead to PTSD? No. 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 Okay. No. And so do you try to go back to that point in time to work through? Yes. Okay. Sometimes. Yes. sometimes I mean, sometimes you go, sometimes it's not helpful to go to, right to the story. Mm. It's too overwhelming right. for a client. So that's mm -hmm. part of the skill of trauma work. Very cool. Right. Yeah. For some clients, it's better not to talk about the actual story. And sometimes mm -hmm. you don't even need to talk about the actual event. Mm -hmm. You talk about the symptoms that are coming up and you resolve those, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, which is sensory motor, kind of a modality that Andrea and I are trained in, mm -hmm. uh, where you work with those symptoms, sometimes just reducing and helping them become a, kind of drop back into their body because a lot of times trauma takes you out of your body mm -hmm. people talk about dissociation mm -hmm. or yes. like their out-of-body experiences that's yeah. a real thing yes okay when something is too overwhelming to your nervous system god has put in place so oh, wow praise his name mm -hmm. these automatic capabilities for us to do crazy stuff to survive mm -hmm. yeah. whether that's yes. dissociate out of body whether that's completely block memories like mm -hmm. it, it's, yeah. it's 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 phenomenal in the sense of thanking god for it and then what therapy again coming back to christian therapy being a christian is mm -hmm. even helping a client drop back into their body sometimes they don't necessarily need to go to the memory they just start to feel better and they're fine mm -hmm. so it's not always talk okay necessarily talking about it absolutely okay um yeah. you guys Great answer that so well I, I have questions, but I'll save them until I, I, I want to say something about this question because I was thinking of who asked this question. I have something of someone that's wondering if it's actually trauma. It may be someone that's also see how this a trauma like this like oh i feel jittery oh it's because of the accident since it's very easy to point mm -hmm. to something oh it's that advantage ever since i had the miscarriage i just it's it, then it's like okay we definitely have to do trauma work around this there's something there mm -hmm. but then there's clients that come in session they're like tell me about your life story i had a great childhood yeah i um and they, they have you had any you know part of the assessment mm -hmm. have you ever had any trauma have you ever had any of these sexual trauma emotional mm -hmm. trauma neglect no no mm -hmm. Okay, great. Tell me why you're here. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly anxious. Mm -hmm. I've been anxious since mm -hmm. I was five. I've been mm -hmm. in therapy since I was five. Interesting. If you mm -hmm. hear that, there's trauma there. Yeah. So yeah, this, I, I feel that this question is probably someone that doesn't have a very like black and white example of I yeah. have this trauma, but they're or they might, mm -hmm. but they're not sure if it's affecting them. Mm -hmm. I, I, what I, I would say, think about what you've gone through. Can you talk about it easily? Mm -hmm. um, do random things trigger memories of that event or mm -hmm. what you went through mm -hmm. like randomly and, and, and then almost you can't get out of it yeah. Yeah. do you think about it a lot um, has it changed things about you mm -hmm. do you feel like it guides your ways of thinking a way of trusting people mm -hmm. letting people in allowing mm -hmm. think about those specific things mm -hmm. then likely it is an event that may be traumatic and yeah. you're just start struggling with Mm -hmm. th th that so that's why it's a different question because that's like trauma specific events and yeah. then there's people that have had such pervasive we call that complex, complex trauma, trauma. Yeah. it was for so many years like for example yes, uh, emotional neglect mm -hmm. or physical abuse so it just yeah. happened a child almost thinks that that's normal mm -hmm. so they become an adult they're in our office they're 28 and they're yes. like until we start talking about it and we get their history and they're like you were abused that many times mm -hmm. well i mean to me that was normal yeah, yeah. okay that i want to answer that question of like it doesn't I, go back I, to I, one event it's yeah right it, it might be a series of be. things yeah okay 
Yeah, and I also want to say just because something is hard doesn't make it traumatic. Yes, I think mm -hmm. that too. Is yeah, it's kind of going back mm -hmm. to just because you, it doesn't always have to be PTSD or mm -hmm. anxiety yeah. or... Yeah. 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 So I wanted to speak to the, if, if potentially the person, I have a feeling the question, if it was a black and white thing, I feel like they would know it's trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But it may be something that. more related to that kind of... Okay. Yeah, and I think one of the ways that we gauge um was this a trauma or not did the situation make me feel like i was about to die mm. Mm. oftentimes when that's the precursor or like that's the underlying thing i felt like i was gonna die mm -hmm. when this thing happened when it took my body into such a shock and a dysregulated state that i felt like i was gonna die mm -hmm. then then more likely than not we're inclined to say okay that's a trauma piece that we're working with mm -hmm. versus a wound a mm -hmm. wound piece would mm -hmm. be like uh, yeah. you know, this person broke up with me and since then I've just felt really sad mm -hmm. and I'm just trying to work through this grief of sad. That's a wounded yeah. piece. Okay. A trauma piece is a piece where I felt like my life was in danger. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was going to die and I didn't know how I was going to survive that moment. Mm -hmm. And so that could be, have more almost mm -hmm. like subtle nuances, like more complex PTSD mm -hmm. where the absence of love could be traumatic. Yes. Yeah. Right. The absence mm -hmm. of something, mm -hmm. not necessarily the presence of something always, mm -hmm. but also the absence of love. Think a child was abandoned. Yes. Mm -hmm. The absence of love could feel so traumatic. For that well, but they yeah. don't consider it trauma because it was yeah. it was all that they knew it's yeah. all they knew yes and sometimes you discover that even part of sensory motor mm -hmm. uh the model that we didn't answer that question earlier because we skipped on it but it, it's a model of, of working bottom up meaning you work with the body responses and what you see in the room mm -hmm. so like for example a client that um that uh that i've had that came in and would always kind of look down would, would mm -hmm. look down and have her shoulders always slumped down Right now, when, when that's the way the client holds their body, it's like okay, there's the body uh, it's trauma. Trauma is stored in the body. Mm -hmm. So being able to like you even find entrances without talking right. with with just what clients are presenting yeah. um, to really identify for them. And again, you might be the you might they they're coming to you because we are going to need to diagnose it. They might not yeah. even yeah. right not know. not aware yet. They're not yeah. aware that that's trauma. Yeah. Oh, that's what I knew. That's what yeah. I always did. Right. And I think tying into anxiety and how that could be, it's not always, it could be a trauma piece is the client who comes in the room and then their leg is going crazy. Yes. Mm -hmm. like, how are you feeling right now? Great. Yeah. Okay. Tune into your body. body language. Language. Yeah. 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 And all of a sudden the body, the body, the body storing, keeps, yes. it keeps score. Wow. Yeah. It keeps score. That's really cool. I, I think like we'll need you back yeah. for just a trauma episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love hearing it. Um, Anka knows I've dealt with the trauma and yeah. I already kind of knew that going into it. But like you said, I don't think we ever talked about like the main thing that was traumatic. It was more like the symptoms or things that happened after. Mm -hmm. And the effects on your... Yeah, the effects of why I was doing things. And it was cool to kind of, it was baby steps, like slowly fix that. And it's crazy because I saw like my physical body react to like mm -hmm. in the beginning if I was ever around this person, I remembered I would just leave the room. Like, I literally felt like out of body, like, I would just leave. Like, mm -hmm. my friends were like, where did you go? And I was like, I didn't realize I left. I just, like, panicked and left. Trying to protect um, yourself. Yeah, it was just, like, a protective thing. And then it got to a point where after I realized, like, I don't think... Maybe you can be fully healed. I think it's always going to end up, like, as a wound or just more a protective yeah. thing. But I knew I was like finally getting better and I got to a good point when I could be maybe in the same room as mm -hmm. that person without having that reaction. And I was still not want to be there, but I was like, okay, I feel strong enough and I am like, I can tell I dealt with a lot of trauma and I'm here now. Mm -hmm. So it was like a cool 
milestone where I was yeah. like, Anka, I was okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't have to yeah, leave. So it. it was cool to hear that. But mm-hmm. like I said, I know we could talk about this forever. Oh, that yeah. like fascinates <laughs> me of just how our body reacts and our mind state. And I did want to say, because um, I felt like I dealt with this, you can kind of go with the same situation. I liked your metaphor of like just the car accident. There's a lot of people that will like, oh, that happened to you. That happened to me too. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, dismissive. Yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thank you for being fine. Maybe mm-hmm. you're That's stronger not- than me. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And don't dismiss what I feel because... That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I thought that was huge. Um, a lot of people just want to downplay it. And I'm like, no, if this is this yeah. is how you feel, like this is yeah. serious mm-hmm. for you. So mm-hmm. anyways, with that being said, we have our last question to wrap it up. It goes with trauma. It says, what are mile markers to know that your trauma is on the path to healing? Yeah. Which I, I guess I kind of personally yeah. answered that. that but yeah. Yeah. You guys want to talk about that? Um, I Some of the stuff I put on here is uh, you're no longer triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people use that word a lot, trigger, and I think sometimes they—it's like the Overused. word. The, it's like the other word. What was the other word? Trauma. trauma and tra- yeah. oh, oh, that was so triggering. And yeah. I was like, the, the cashier at Fries was so triggering. Yeah. I was like, it's why? Like she just Gen made Z me thing? mad. Yeah, That's not a trigger. Yeah. <laughs> you were, she just made you mad. She yeah. irritated you. A trigger is yeah. like a—it's a physical. This physical—it's like anything that awakens a painful memory or experience, mm-hmm. or you feel a sudden reaction that takes you back somewhere else. It's not related to that specific event. Mm-hmm. So that uh, would, to use the right word. So when you're no longer triggered, like you might feel a little touch, kind of like mm-hmm. Adana was saying. You, mm-hmm. There's still this, this, but it's not like it takes you out of body or you like. Mm-hmm. You can control it. You literally now. have to leave, yeah. or you feel your stomach tense, or you feel like you freeze up. Mm-hmm. It's it's like almost like you're 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 moving through it. You could even see the person across the room, and it's like you certainly don't want to go toward them, but you you're okay being in the same space because yeah. you feel safe in your own body. Mm-hmm. You you're no longer triggered in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I I also like to say you can feel emotion and be okay. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a great mile marker of like your path to healing. I like mm-hmm. to say path to healing. I think healing is a, a lifetime journey. I yes. don't think. Uh, can God come and heal childhood trauma like that? And there's like, no, yeah, just like, and sometimes he doesn't. Like, I think a lot of things that have happened attachment wise, it's, it's just a journey of understanding and allowing God to speak into that. So, mm-hmm. but I love this one. Cause it's like people that, that are, um, that are not that are triggered and traumatized emotions are scary because mm-hmm. it, it invites pain yes. it ha- they have to remember mm-hmm. they have to feel something that takes them it. back mm-hmm. to the memory mm-hmm. so then they just dissociate from it disconnect from it mm-hmm. so to be able to sit and like my that still makes me sad that that happened i can't believe they hurt me like that and i'm okay yes and god has brought me far yeah, yeah. and i can talk about it so yes. i those two things are um i know there's a few other ones on there but oh I we love were that talking one. about <laughs> oh i think i've heard this we one. were talking about um it's not necessarily a trauma piece, although they could go hand in hand, but not always. We're talking about grief. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. one of the ways that we know that... That grief is not necessarily trauma, no, but trauma. No. Grief can be trauma. Yes. So you can have a loss that's traumatic, but you can have a loss that's grief. Mm-hmm. That's right. very hard, but it's not trauma. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so uh, we're talking about grief. And one of the ways we know that the grief is slowly resolving is when the waves, we call them the waves of grief, which mm-hmm. means what? Post-impact, post that an initial loss mm-hmm. uh, the waves feel very strong very big very heavy mm-hmm. like i was i just woke up and all of a sudden a wave crashed on me and that's what it feels like emotionally i was flooded immediately it lasted for hours it felt mm-hmm. very big mm-hmm. as you sit with and as you go through the grief because to go through the grief you actually have to go through the grief mm-hmm. that's how it resolves itself mm-hmm. uh and 
when the waves start crashing and all of a sudden they feel softer mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that thing that reminded you of that thing that before would make you cry no longer makes you cry in the mm-hmm. same way mm-hmm. where you can hold that space and say gosh i really cherish that person and and i remember mm-hmm. and my heart is jo- uh, over, uh, i feel a sense of peace mm-hmm. about it not because of me but because of knowing that that that's it's resolved it's, yeah. this person is with the lord etc mm-hmm. and obviously i use grief in the context of losing a person mm-hmm. but grief can show up in different ways mm-hmm. and so that's that's one indicator mm-hmm. and that's a, a story that i was talking about that i personally have with grief uh, two and a half years ago i lost my dad and my grandma mm-hmm. and when the impact was fresh mm-hmm. they felt unbearable Mm. It felt it completely disrupted my day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I just was a mess. Sometimes for days at hand, no mm-hmm. amount of theory could prepare you for that. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. amount of knowledge can say you have this knowledge. You know what it it's gonna look like. Off you go. None of that could prepare you for the realities at times. And that's why my heart goes out to trauma yeah. mm-hmm. clients because sometimes the word of god says in this life you will have trials you mm-hmm. will have stuff that you go through but take heart he's overcome mm-hmm. take heart he's with us yeah. take heart he's given us resources mm-hmm. take heart uh that he is there with you and so uh to continue adding adding to that when the waves feel different when they feel more um when they feel softer mm-hmm. when you can be with the sadness and and real okay. kind of what I'm going to say, and still say, and I'm okay right now, and I'm mm-hmm. still holding hope for my future. Mm-hmm. And and I have both, and part of me is so sad, and I have hope that my life is going to go on, and God is with me, and God still has a plan for me here. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we start saying, okay, all of a sudden there's a different response. Yes, yeah. there's a different way that I'm carrying what I've been carrying up until now. Mm-hmm. I'm no longer avoiding of it. I'm no longer stuffing it's it down. Just, mm-hmm. I'm with it, yeah. and I'm tolerating it more. Mm-hmm. and differently mm-hmm. and that's oftentimes it's a really good mile marker and how it looks it's i can talk about my experience mm-hmm. yes. being able like if it comes in the right setting in a safe space you can talk about what yeah. happened or you yeah. can at least talk about make mention of it doesn't yeah. like mm-hmm. i think that's a, a mile marker for sure i mean it depends what it is and with who obviously you're not yeah. gonna mm-hmm. um i can and i think this is a huge one i can make meaning of my experience mm-hmm. when you start to be able to say uh, that was so hard and even start crying as you're mm-hmm. talking about it and God was so good and yeah. he helped me and I, because that happened this is what God yeah. brought out of that when There's people start to make those connections we mm-hmm. call that integrating mm-hmm. they're starting to integrate their 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 experience it no longer holds them captive mm-hmm. uh, that's a huge piece of, of I would say when I start to hear clients doing that I'm like oh we're ending yeah we're, we're wrapping up we're yeah. wrapping up this yeah. trauma this this because they're becoming resource they're making meaning making is very resourcing mm-hmm. Absolutely. it's very similar to the lord that, that's why god's word it's like being able to connect that god is good that right. he was with me that he loves me and mm-hmm. he's a plan like being able someone that's in the trauma is not going to be able to connect there it's yeah. there mm-hmm. that fight or flight yeah. is not yeah. Mm-hmm. um yeah so i think and then i also wanted to add to another component of trauma which is the re- a relational trauma piece uh, when the trauma occurred in relationship with somebody else mm-hmm. an indicator that hmm. um your healing is that you and i wrote it down because i wanted to be that you're more at peace with people misunderstanding you Hmm. that you're more at peace there are people that are committed to misunderstanding you Mm -hmm. period it's not about you it's about them it's not about what's happened because of you but it's because of what's happening within them Mm -hmm. 
And so saying, it's okay that I'm not understood. It's all right that that you didn't hear me fully and I'm okay and I'm going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I think is oftentimes a really good indicator That's huge. as well. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. have to prove my innocence. Or I don't have myself. to. No. Or explain myself. Yes. Or explain my boundaries or explain That's why I feel yeah. a certain feel. Like, yeah. I feel this way. You don't have to agree. That's yes. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not threatened that you disagree with me anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and when my reaction is different, whereas before it was, you know, standoffish or combative, whatever, yeah, yeah combative and by nature, mm-hmm. and yet now I'm I'm here and I'm present and mm-hmm. and I'm okay just being, yeah, and I'm not. It's not taking me back to that mm-hmm. overwhelm or that mm-hmm. whatever that context is. That was um, but such great explanations, guys. Mm-hmm. Wow, seriously, <laughs> really, know. they'll be back. Truly, <laughs> please, <laughs> of course, of course. So that's what I wanted to say, ladies. Thank you so, so much, guys, uh, for just lending us your time and your expertise today. Um, these conversations were so insightful. I think that's putting it mildly mm-hmm. and lightly. Um, they were refreshing, and just the knowledge you guys shared with us. Thank you so much. Um, we, like Adriana said, definitely look forward to having you guys mm-hmm. back um, in the future, and to the listeners thank you so much for being here with us today we hope that this two-part series was super helpful for you i know it was to adriana and i and we really look forward to any and all feedback from you guys please go ahead and do that um, in our private facebook group you can do it on any of our social media platforms and all of that is going to be linked down below also please don't forget to subscribe to apple Podcasts, spotify and youtube so that you can keep up with new episodes thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you back next week